Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. beautiful and festive holiday song. Yeah, what was that, Jenny? We never start with a song, and I just can't imagine what that could be. Gee whiz. Well, we teamed back up in honor of the Slayer sexual tension in this episode. We teamed back up with our friend Jess Abbott uh, and recorded a reimagining Buffy Faith fanfic version (laughs) of uh, Baby It's Cold Outside. Yes, if you follow us on social media, you are well aware of it. We released the song yesterday. It is free for everyone to download. Uh, There's also a video that I made to go along with this song. I can't explain to you. It might be Kristen's greatest work It might be the marker of the best day of my life when I made (laughs) that video because I just got to pour through footage of Faith and Buffy and put sexy lyrics over the top of it. It's just, it's just, you know what? It's the holidays, goddammit. And we all deserve some cheer. Yes, (laughs) truly. And we want to thank Jess Abbott for being a sport and uh, duetting with me. And we also want to thank Ben Thornwell, the amazing Ben Thornwell, who really tickled the Ivories in uh, the way that only he can. Tickled the Ivories more than the Ivories have ever been tickled. Truly. Before, I believe. Uh, Yes, and you can find this song and the lyric video that goes along with it over at bufferingthevampireslayer.com slash tis the season. Whatever that means but don't it's just tis the season (laughs) (laughs) is the link and we could not be more overjoyed to share this with you all so have a blast (laughs) faith and buffy sure did yeah you want to just like pour a cup of nog get nestled in into your leather pajamas (laughs) curl up by the fire surrounded by your steak collection we sent heather hogan the song and the video before it went up and like the responses that she sent to me as she watched the video are some of my most precious moments of all time as well she was like her goddamn mind she was like i literally like took my sweatshirt off and drank an entire glass of water So we hope you enjoy. We'll play the full song after our uh, song for amends at the end of the podcast. But you're going to want to keep this one. So go on over, bufferingthevampireslayer.com slash tis the season. Grab the song for free and also check out the video. And if you just cannot get enough of Buffy and Faith and Faith and Buffy... (laughs) We are holding a Buffy watch on December 9th for our patrons of Bad Girls. The episode sounded like for our patrons of Bad Girls. Like there's a separate Patreon account just, just for, for Buffy for and bad Faith fan fiction <laughs> <laughs> accounts. So that'll be on Saturday, December 9th at 2 p.m. Pacific via our secret Facebook group. 
If you are a patron already, you'll be able to access the details on our Patreon page. And if you're not, become one and join us in darkness and light. <laughs> yes, and also a uh, heads up, if you're a patron, you've received the work tape of Buffy It's Cold Outside, which, you know, the song between Jess and Jenny playing Buffy and Faith is, is a winner. It's a holiday classic, one for the ages. But Jenny and I sang the song to send to Jess to explain to her what we were doing and made a voice memo that really came over out. Over a karaoke track? Yes, over a karaoke track YouTube? from YouTube. It's really <laughs> special. And all of our patrons have that work tape where I sing the voice of Faith. Yes. Uh, my voice is just be- It's a beautiful voice. You do so a great job. Yeah. <laughs> It's fun. It's fun. Jenny and I lose our composure many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the lyrics recording. aren't 100% finished. So Patreon is a fun place. I'm just going to say that. Now, we are just have a couple more announcements before we get into today's episode. First of all, we do lyric sheets every month. We are a, almost into the month of December. So we have released the five lyric sheets for December. If you're new to this concept, uh, Jenny and I will handwrite a lyric sheet for the buffering song of your choice. We sell them for $100 for each lyric sheet, and we do five per month. That $500 then gets donated to a different organization every month. So this month, we are giving that $500 to New Alternatives. It's an organization in New York City that works to increase the self-sufficiency of LGBTQ homeless youth by enabling them to transition out of the shelter system to stable adult lives. They do many, many things, one of which is they have meals on Sundays. Every Sunday, they have a shared meal with the LGBTQ homeless community in New York City, uh, especially around the holidays. This is extremely important. I mean, we want to help our homeless LGBT youth all year round, but especially in the holiday season, making sure that uh, they have each other and they have support and they have love is so important. So that $500 for those lyric sheets will go to them this December and you should check out their work because it's very important. And we thank all of you for your support of our work and of us enabling other people to continue this great work that they do. Now that we have a new store, you all know that a couple of weeks ago we launched a new store. We're working with Hello Merch. Our lyric sheets are in a different place because we do them here at our house. So if you just go to bufferingthevampireslayer.com, you'll see up at the top bar, there's a little announcement bar. That's the link to get to where to get those lyric sheets. But you can also just go to bufferingthevampireslayer.com forward slash greater good. So bufferingthevampireslayer.com forward slash greater good. And you can pick up one of those lyric sheets. A really great gift idea too for the holiday season, getting somebody their favorite buffering song or a snippet from a buffering song uh, to give them for the holidays. Now, speaking of our store and whipping very quickly to the opposite end of the emotional spectrum, we want to <laughs> let you know that we have a brand new Kate Leth collab pin yes, up in the do. store now and it is a little green mug and it says Randy for Giles. It says You're Randy welcome. for Giles. You are welcome. Yes, you are. You've been looking for a way to express to the world that you think Giles is very dashing, <laughs> dapper, entweedened, heroic father figure slash love interest. So daddy. <laughs> yeah, I guess that'd be the shorthand. <laughs> Uh, Giles is a daddy. You're into it. You need a pin? Please go to bufferingthevampireslayer.com and click on shop, and it will take you to a magical portal where you can obtain as many of these pins as you see fit. If you need to cover your entire wardrobe in pins, if you need to just be a walking disco ball of Randy for Giles pins, yeah, you got, can make that happen. Well, you can make that. Well, I think. I think there's probably a hundred of them in stock. I don't know. But, but you could try. Start small. <laughs> Rome wasn't built in a day, as I always say. Uh, last but certainly not least, one more announcement before we head into the show. 
Our community over in that secret Patreon Facebook group has been doing many things, wonderful things, one of which I'd like to bring the larger community into. Headed up by Joelle, there is an effort to transcribe all of our episodes of Buffering the Vampire Slayer to increase their accessibility. So Joelle and crew have been working together using Google Docs and a system with percentages, and there's a whole system over there that you can check out, and it's a crowdsourced effort, which means if you just go to bufferingthevampireslayer.com forward slash transcribe, you'll see all of the instructions laid out there for you and you can jump into any episode that you'd like and start to help with that transcription. And you don't have to do the entire episode. If you only have time to do 10%, you can transcribe 10% and then you'll see in the formatting guide how to let somebody else know where you stopped with the time marker and then they can pick up where you've left off and keep that going. So as a community, we're going to come together and we're going to get all the transcriptions done. And as they start to be completed, we'll make a special page on our website where you'll be able to find the PDFs of all of those transcriptions. So thank you so much much, Joelle, and thank you so much to everyone over there who's been just doing incredible work to really come together. I mean, we're really, we're really scoobying it up, aren't we? Right? <laughs> this exactly is what, what's this happening. This is what we're doing. Everybody's got their strengths and we're all pulling them together to make this like the best damn podcast that it could possibly hooray! be. How, hooray. And now without further ado, on to a very special holiday episode <laughs> for the episode of Men's, guest starring our friend and yours, Gabby Dunn, with Woo! a very special appearance from none other than Joanna Robinson. What a gaggle of ladies. Uh, is gaggle really the word? What a... What's the correct plural for a group that includes you, me, Gabby Dunn, and Joanna Robinson? <laughs> An know. empowerment Taking of ladies? suggestions. An empowerment of ladies. There it is, Jenny. Let us know what your preferred pluralization of the four uh, women that I just listed is. And um, here we go. <laughs> to Buffering the Vampire Slayer, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, in order. My name is Jenny Owen Young, And I am Kristen Russo, and this week we're... I got a text message, but don't... Nobody panic. It's my friend Gretchen. It's just my friend Gretchen. This week we're talking about season three, episode 10, Amends. I also want to mention... That this is a spoiler-free podcast. We never say that up at the top, but it's spoiler-free. We don't spoil things. If you're watching for the first time, don't be afraid. Also, stay tuned at the end of this podcast every week for an original song written by us recapping the Buffy episode that we're discussing. Amends was written and directed by somebody named Joss Whedon, and it originally aired on December 15th, 1998. (gasps) Two days before my 18th birthday. (laughs) Who's in the room with us? Because I want to talk about my 18th birthday. I was about to say, do you guys want to know how old I was? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who's here? Who's here, Jenny? Uh, Today we have the distinct... Turn your fucking camera off. I did. I turned it off. I'm sorry. It's me. I'm texting her. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you hate Jenny? Me too. Our (laughs) guest today is... So both steeped in millennial culture and also exuding simultaneously millennial culture that iPhone dings just occur when she walks in a room like it's <laughs> like a weird version of Eleven from Stranger Things. Her name is Gabby Dunn. Gabby Dunn. She haunts our hearts. I can't believe you guys invited like, me back by invitation. By invitation. Yeah, yeah it's this really is the first time the you have um, dinner. Why well, I've been come here for dinner before, but. 
Yeah, I've been like invited. You know, like vampire can't come into your house unless you invite them. We're right. all fucked up. That- <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Okay. So when we have when we tape podcasts in public places, obviously. Yeah, for sure. You're like, bitch. Oh, like you can access nerd melt willy like, nilly. Like the high school. Yes. And then nobody has to invite them into the high school, right? Right. Ugh, right. No. Well, because the high school has the plaque in front of it that says like all are welcome here. But in it's Latin. also just a public space. It's not like the espresso right. pump has a sign that says all are welcome here. Right. right. He can go Espresso. into the bronze right right so right, right. anyway you guys didn't do something right in your house or you invited me in once and now it just and now sticks. yeah and now you <laughs> we can haven't enter whenever you'd like spell uh anyway i was gonna say so december 15th two days before my 18th birthday on my 18th birthday i went to philadelphia mm-hmm. to visit a friend of mine um children cover your ears i did mushrooms uh and then i got my eyebrow pierced <laughs> i just imagined a kid being like why is it bad to take mushrooms? Why is it bad? Are mushrooms bad for Are me? Are mushrooms Mom? bad? Uh, I, I took mushrooms. I pierced my eyebrow and I dyed my hair red. And then I came home and my mom was like, well, my mom didn't know about the mushrooms part, but she was like serious. Like, did you have to do everything Guns out of the Guns are blazing. Gate? Yeah. I was like, I smoked like three packs of parliaments on my birthday. Like, I pierced, I pierced my nose right, right as soon as I got to college, almost yeah. immediately. Like, got, checked in to my dorm, got my nose pierced. No, so nose piercing, <laughs> uh, eyebrow piercing, and then belly button piercing over here in, in the wow, Jenny corner. Wow, what a basic bitch. Yeah, we- <laughs> yeah, that was an unfortunate moment in time. But we as I think we discussed previously, yeah. I was in Florida at the time, so I'm not really 100% responsible. You get a pass. Yeah. For my actions, but I spent all my time before I turned 18 just piercing stuff myself yes. with filed, very hardcore. Sharpened. Oh, you're cool. So you're, you're trying Post to like earrings. balance the scales yeah. of like, That's yeah, exactly. I might have had a belly button ring, but. I was in the fifth grade. What? In 1998. Oh, I was like, when you pierced what? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, and I, oh my, I had my ears pierced when I was a baby. My mom says she regrets it because she was she was so sad to see them do it to me when I was a baby. Anyway, she's an <laughs> emotional soul. Um, but yeah, uh, I was in a, I was in, so I don't think I was watching Buffy yet. Yeah, in fifth grade? No, I don't think yet. Right. I think it started up later. So I wasn't watching this when it aired. Right, that makes sense. Jenny was the only one watching it when it aired. Just me. Just you. Alone anyway, I, I interrupted. Did you finish your, your thing? Oh, who knows? The, oh, it, it's at, tell us what happens in December. This. That's, that's me. Oh, yeah. This is the one this where. This is the one where, as IMDb puts it, as the Christmas holiday approaches, Angel is tormented by evil apparitions who want him to eliminate Buffy. Oh, well, I'm Jewish, so I have to go. It's also why we invited you for this episode. We thought it would. It's pretty rude. We actually. wanted Willow to have a representative. Willow <laughs> points out multiple times that she is Jewish and that she, and there's a Hanukkah spirit. Oh. Is there a Hanukkah spirit? Is that? Yeah, his name's Hanukkah Harry. Yeah. He comes and drops off like presents. Like an actual spirit? Everyone knows that. Okay. What? Uh, no, I mean, we have a spirit on Passover called Elijah. You leave a chair open, open Wait, for him. I'm sorry. I feel like we're talking about two different kinds of spirits. Because what are like, you talking you're talking about? about straight up like ghosts. God ghosts. Yeah. And God ghosts. I'm talking about like oh, when you're like, filled like when you're oh, with a warm, with the fuzzy oh, feeling. There's Hanukkah joy for sure. Okay. You've got like eight candles on the last. But you're lighting candles. Yeah, there's yeah. gelt, which is chocolate. Mm-hmm. And then there's like dreidel games that you can play. Oh, sure. and your mom makes potato pancakes. So Ooh. you have latkes. Great. And Great. then you you have sour cream and applesauce. Oh yeah, there's Great. a lot of spirit to Hanukkah. Oh yeah, says Hanukkah's mad festive. <laughs> 
You you made the good point before we started this episode. We were like explaining to Gabby which one this one was before we watched it all together. And you were like, oh, so this is like the ghost of Christmas past. It is. And then the episode started and it was like straight up a scene from Scrooge, you know? <laughs> An actual like, ghost yeah. of a Christmas <laughs> yeah. past. Yeah. It was like very, um, yeah, Victorian, but Dublin, not London. So Right, right. The Same Dublin. costumes. They borrowed the wardrobe. <laughs> also, early, early comment from Gabby Dunn while we were reviewing. We're like looking at the busy street in Dublin and Gabby's like, this is truly an interview with a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Because in Interview with a Vampire, they flash back to the beginning of Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. They uh-huh. love, I feel like Hollywood loves vampires in this era. Just like, just in like in 1800s time. Yeah, yeah. Like Why? It's like the, the, I don't know. It must have been like the height of, of vamp- vampirism. Oh, yeah. But also Activity. think about when like the, the sort of like unbridled uh, sort of yes. like sexual heat. Yes. Coupled with velvet and and, and high necks. Yeah. 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 Unbridled sexual heat. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, we yeah, heard nothing else that you said. <laughs> well, Just unbridled Dracula sexually. came out in 1897. Oh. So around, so like then. But I know. think I think you have a point. I think there's something about like opposing very like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. buttoned up people yes. with like Victorian times, pr- like prudishness. Yes. And then, uh, and then the only way that they can express their lust maybe mm-hmm. is like being like, oh, a vampire. Right. Got to right. Me. right. 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 It Sexy. was a vampire. Oh no. Oh no. Right. And Anyhow. like the fair maidens, you know. Except this, fa- a gentleman, a fair gentleman was the victim. Well, yeah, and by fair do you mean like oh no, that mustache? <laughs> well, the angel's mustache. Angel's okay, so first of all, terrible mustache. That I have written wrote about it twice in my notes. Why does Angel have an Irish accent? Cuz he's from Ireland. Well, but you're no, no, no. Being- why generous? Oh, why doesn't, doesn't he now? He? Yeah, why yeah. doesn't he it's, have it now? It's funny because Spike living... stateside for so long. Yeah, but does right? Spike go back to the UK? Yeah, Spike has, Spike has a British no, accent. No, but like Spike's accent is part of his like vibe. It's like part of his brand. Angel decided that having a-, a... Angel was like, my brand is moody teen. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't really? do this thing. He's, you know, we've he's, never seen him be moodier like or Madonna. more of a teen. He's like Madonna. He's just reinventing himself all the oh time. Oh my God. Who's he's, he going to be? This is the most dramatic episode of television I've ever watched in my entire life. And like- David Boreanaz is being so dramatic. So he's, is it, is it, do you think it's David Boreanaz or do you think that it is just Angel? Like, I just feel like. Like, okay, for someone who's been alive for like thousands of years, he is such a little bitchy teenage boy. Right, right. It's crazy. Like, have you never encountered like, like he, (sighs) this is my problem with him, (laughs) is that he should know better. He should just, every step of the way, he should just know better. Yeah, and this, but this episode, so this episode is interesting because it's, it really g- gives us a look into Angel that I don't think we've really gotten before. We, we know he's brooding. We know he's, he loves fire. But we're like making this like, oh, he's just like a brooding, like a, like a teenager who's like parents split up and they've turned goth. He's like a murderer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what, is, right, but, right, and he's a murderer, and this is really the first time we've sort of seen a window into both 
versions of Angel occupying his body or him mm-hmm. sort of like copying to the alternate to the monster version while and sold. Right. And right? struggling with which one is the real me. Right. Right. And which one needs to be killed. Right. Right. And he is really over the top with it all. But it is there is something I think there is something there. We actually got a slew of emails. I think we actually read uh, a couple of them on not the last Patreon mailbag, but the one right before it from people who do like restorative justice work in prisons mm. who were like discussing this, like how, where, you know, where do you draw the line? And like, is it better to like punish or is it better to, you know, uh, like educate and have people, you know, so it's, there's a lot. There's a lot in it. We don't need, we don't need to like get that deep. But <sighs> Gabby doesn't have Gabby came Gabby busted is. through the door today this evening and said, <laughs> I have no time for redemption arcs. Gabby came through the door and was like, I have no time for men today. You know, I did. To be fair, what's what's today's date? Today is Do you or today when it? we were recording this. Yeah, it is November no- 9th. November 9th. Is it okay to say that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's November 9th, right? So I'm sure in the next month, men will have completely cleaned up their act. <laughs> totally. <laughs> we'll yeah. be like, yeah. what a dated podcast that was. Men are so good now. <laughs> right. But like, yeah, okay, yeah but like, we really try not to date the podcast yeah, too much. Okay, so. but as of like right now, who mm-hmm. man, it's rough goings for y'all. And <laughs> so like it's weird to come in and record an episode where you're like supposed to be like, you know, got to see both sides. Like yeah. later yeah. on in this episode, Giles comes out, Giles comes out with a crossbow and and I just went, yeah, kill him. Yeah. And Jenny like choked. Oh my God. I actually think yeah. I wrote down yeah. your quote when you, when Giles walked yeah, in. Yeah, straight up kill him. Let me see. Yes. Uh, Gabby, actually what you said in the scene where Angel shows up at Giles' door, Gabby said, just kill him and then vacuum him up. No one <laughs> will ever know. And say, I never saw the guy. Kill him and I did vacuum say, him and up. say, I never saw. He turns to dust. <laughs> just get out that Swiffer. <laughs> It would. Swim. Do you understand? Okay, how quickly he could have solved everyone's problems? <laughs> quick, quick crossbow to the chest, vacuum it up with a little dust buster. Yeah, yeah. and then but be he, like, I never saw that guy. Oh, Wonder where he, he went. Guess con- he ghosted you. He's but he's go- literally ghosted. Literally you. ghosted. But he's you. he's conflicted because he loves Buffy and he just Buffy loves Angel. Buffy's an idiot. Mm. <sighs> okay. It's okay. Fine. We'll so get to it. We'll before get we to get it. there, can we talk about the most important development in this episode? Yes, Jenny. Which tiny is banks? that? Well, <laughs> that that is a close second, and I want to discuss it also. But number one is Angel has finally gone to Pottery Barn oh. and purchased <laughs> a dark wood bedroom suite. Yes. He has two nightstands; they match, yes. and a bed with a wooden headboard. I fucking told you where he loves this. It's what it's his store, Pottery Barn. Pottery Barn. He's all about it. Yes, I'm sorry. How we just haven't seen him in a bed in Vamp Mansion. Yes, tossing and turning. Oh my god, his. Every, I wrote, and I have like in brackets. So when I take my notes, I do them like by scene. But then when there's little cutaways, I do them in brackets. And I have like 14 times in brackets. Just there's Angel with no shirt in bed again. Just Angel just sleeping. Also, do vampires sleep? I don't understand. He doesn't. He's not supposed to sleep, but yet he's sleeping for so much of the day. He's supposed to sleep during the day. Because otherwise, what are you doing? Just like playing cards? Oh, during the day. Solitaire. They didn't have Twitter, so I don't know what he was doing. Yeah. So what is he supposed to do during the day? Right. Right. So okay, so fine. So he goes to Pottery Barn, but I agree, tiny bangs. Yeah. Yo, Buffy spends this episode looking the most like she will ever look like Haley Williams. 
Oh, <laughs> ever. Oh, wow. She looks so much like a particular moment in time of Haley. Yeah. Well, I just don't understand. So she like rolls up tiny bangs. All yeah. right. Then, then they're styled out. Yeah. Then in certain scenes they're styled out. Then again, tiny bangs. Yeah. They were really they were testing them out. And, and they then did, they maybe they, they shot the t- maybe she got tiny bangs. They shot like the two scenes or whatever that she has. And then they over, decided no. Tiny and then they're like, oh no, let's put some extensions back. And I don't understand how extensions work. But I was about to say, that, you think you can do extensions for bangs? For bangs? I, I'm not so sure. Is that sure. not how it works? I thought that was the whole point of extensions. No, Extend no. your hair. Ext- not, yeah, but no, you but can't. it's got to go under. Right. I've it, had extensions twice. Wow. <laughs> but have you can't. You have to right attach day. an extension to existing hair. To the right. tiny bang. No. Oh. <laughs> you um, guys I also suck. said... I also said, oh, that one street on the WB lot. Right. <laughs> yeah. So they, so Angel and Buffy run into each other on the street. Well, and of course they do, because it's the only street right. on the lot. Right. And they have this like awkward X run in where everybody's like, like, oh, funny to see you here on the street. Yeah. She's and like, I'm shopping for Christmas. Are you shopping for Christmas? Do, you do you and soul vampires shopping? observe. Oh, yeah. Good call. Christmas? Who the fuck is Angel shopping for? Only Buffy. Just bought himself yeah. a nightstand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just was ordered. Like, oh, Merry Christmas! I just to ordered me. some stuff um, at the Pier One Imports, and they're gonna just drop it off <laughs> later. I just told them to uh, drop it I, off. I believe Pier One Imports is a little below Angel's uh, caliber of taste. Gabby. Okay, this <laughs> goes to IKEA. <laughs> but but my my like nostalgia in this moment was like, remember when you had to leave your home mm-hmm. and walk around and go shopping? Mm-hmm. Oh, we yes. would, my mom would just take me to the mall and yeah. be like, let's get them all. Mm-hmm. Let's get all the gifts now at the right. mall. And you'd go yeah. and you'd have so many bags mm-hmm. and you'd like see things and be inspired by what you saw at the store instead of like going online yeah. and ordering a million things. We would is- make little like soap things. Like I would like get like little pla- like little fancy bags and then get various soaps. Yes. And put the little soaps in the bag. Remember like wow. a uh, body bath and body works is that what it's called oh it's ba- still around right but like the the I feel like there was a time when you would just get your friends you get like your the friends. spray and the lotion oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Jenny is shaking her head uh, no, no 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 cucumber melon oh cucumber no. melon no famous famous scent classic guys, apple lavender lavender periwinkle sparkly you lavender guys. scented no you guys what? Jenny I'm very gay. <laughs> <laughs> there was no buying of scented lotions or That's receiving true. of scented uh, lotions. No buying or receiving of scented high lotions. <laughs> no, no, no. No, you no, were just no, no, buying no. guitar picks and yeah, and like safety like, pins to pierce your own ears with. <laughs> incense. Well, probably I already had the safety pins lying around already. Thank you. Um. So then they're at school. So right. So we go to the credits. We come back. Mm-hmm. We're at school. And um, Xander's wearing a reindeer sweater, I think. I wasn't sure. I, I, it almost looked like House Stark, like the dire oh. wolf. Ooh. Whoa. We'll Maybe they predicted that it. sweater. Um, and we learned that Cordelia is spending her Christmas in Aspen. Good for her. She deserves yeah, it. Yeah, she does. She's been through a lot. Do you she, think she can ski after that probably impalement not. wound? And and you know and I do think that Cordelia is probably a fucking badass skier. I think that she can. She like, like took lessons oh, when she was four. Hell and yeah, stuff. she grew yeah. up on the slopes. But I think this this Christmas Cordelia's just gonna be like at the fire with some hot cocoa. I just want to say a that hot dude. Yes, maybe a few. She's earned it. Yeah, she has. Uh, just skipping back for one brief moment. 
Uh, I just want to let everybody know that A Game of Thrones, the first book in George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series, was published in August of 1996. Oh. So, so is it a dire wolf shirt? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, my Wow, so Oz is, God. like, totally reading No, Xander. Xander. You, no, I know, but, like... I just feel like the character oh, Oz. I feel oh, like the character like, of Oz is reading, reading the book, like in our minds. Yes. is reading. Yeah, yeah Oz and Willow are like definitely into it. Do you want to have sex? Mm, do you want to just talk about Game of Thrones? Speaking of Game of Thrones, one of my very favorite topics. We have a special contribution to today's episode from the leading expert on Game of Thrones, my friend, your friend, America's friend, the world's friend, Joanna Robinson has decided to join us because she could not let this episode go by without talking about Angel and his accents. Yes, we are so excited. Joanna just could not contain herself. And so we have a very special segment for you from Joanna. Let's hear it. Hi there, Joanna here with your Buffy Feelings update for the 1998 holiday episode, Amends. This is usually where their friend Kate gives you the Buffy fashion update, but since I have none of her expertise, I'm here to talk to you about wigs, bangs, accents, and the performance that landed David Boreanaz his own damn spinoff show. Sure, and I contemplated doing this entire report in my best, worst, angel Irish accent, but I didn't want to subject you to that. So instead, I'll just beg you all to live in the thrill you felt as this episode faded from Angel's truly terrible wig full of so many vampire secrets to Buffy's absolutely insane Christmas shopping bangs. Sarah Michelle Gellar sensibly sweeps these bangs to the side for most of the rest of the episode, but they're emblazoned forever on our memories. Speaking of memory, this episode delivers up the devastating return of Jenny Callender as the non-corporeal manifestation of the first evil. Man, that's an awfully important sounding name for a one episode villain, isn't it? But the emotional highlight of this update belongs as it should to the newly reunited Peswitch and Werewolf in Love, who, despite all that Barry working for them, enjoy a perfectly innocent holiday snuggle. Jenny has been sneakily and perhaps unconsciously preparing you for the climax of this episode with her season three angel self-immolation watch. I hope she's appreciating that the frosty weather in Sunnydale means that Angel's fire-building hobby finally makes sense. And Kristen, I'm sure, is feeling a lot of emotions about Faith leaving her motel room for some good old summer's family hospitality. But above all else, this episode should be noted as the one where Joss Whedon sat up and said, that man, that David Boreanaz, he should have his own show. So there's a decidedly non-crappy gift in this episode for Jenny, for Kristen, and certainly for David Boreanaz, which makes amends one of the more important episodes of season three of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If you hate amends, I want you to ask yourself two questions. Number one, are you a thing worth saving? And number two, are you a righteous fan? This has been your feelings update. I'm Joanna Robinson. Jesus Christ almighty. I just, I don't understand why all of these horrible people have to participate in our podcast. It's dreadful. They just, they one after another, they're just the worst. Mm-hmm. I can't stand it. Joanna, oh, you better watch it. You know, you better watch it is all I'm going to say. <laughs> Thank you for that amazing feelings watch. 
Yeah. Also, just a quick note before we go to the next scene is uh, that Oz's t-shirt, Oz is wearing a fucking ohm, ohm t-shirt. Ohm t-shirt, which I like, saw really that. gets to the heart of Oz, ohm, I think. like, like, the like symbol. Namaste, yoga, ohm. Ohm. Namaste, namaste, ohm. namaste, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, and it's very fitting for the scene that we're about to go into, too. Because everyone is calm AF. Yes. Why is everyone so calm? Willow and Oz are really at a caliber of maturity that I did not myself have in high school. I cannot believe that Cordelia didn't just sucker punch Willow. Yeah. Like, everyone's just like, right, even Cordelia. Well, but Willow and Cordelia have a history. Yeah, they've They're got that old broom closet, you know? Yeah. Canoodling, so they get it. And they're best They love to hate friends. on men together, yes. so they have a particular kind of bond. Yeah. You know? I just am, like, shocked by how calm everyone's being. Yeah. Also, is there any other place in the school you could possibly hang out that you wouldn't <laughs> well, see each other? Just that lounge. Mm. There's just one lounge for six students. Every other room in the school is full of every other student this in the school. scene, I just want to give it like a moment of real, the scene between Oz and Willow is very important. It's yeah. so great. It's so Oz's lines where he's like, I miss you. I feel like I lost not an arm, but like my torso. It's just, and then and then Willow at the end being like, can we, is it okay if I hug you? Mm-hmm. They're both very respectful of consent in this scene. They're both very very respectful of each other. It's just, no, it's this like is the way weird shit because happen. I was led to believe that te- all teenage boys <laughs> are right, right, driven right. by an urge to be uh, like disrespectful yes. and like they have no control over their own actions. Right. They like can't funny. have thoughts. I know. Maybe Oz maybe Oz isn't a teenage boy. Maybe that's what he's we'll find out. He's a teenage werewolf. Yeah. He's a teenage, <laughs> teenage werewolves have a lot more self-control. I, and he should be having the least self-control. He's a goddamn werewolf. Exactly. <laughs> I just wrote no one deserves Oz. Yeah. Yeah. Accurate. He's too good. He's too good for this world. Uh, yes, Jenny. <sighs> Jenny's got a face on her face. Can I spring forward to the next? Please, swing yeah. us forward. So Buffy and Joyce uh, have swung by the Sunnydale Christmas tree lot. Sure. And they take turns telling the, they each take turns telling the other that they should invite somebody over for <laughs> Christmas <laughs> Eve. So Joyce really wants Buffy to invite Faith over. Joyce loves Faith. Loves Faith. Remember that girl who ate all of our dinners that one time? Yeah. And also, like, Buffy's like, ah, I don't know. She, We're not really, I don't know. Uh, it's awkward. And, and then she's then, like, don't like her stay in that dingy motel room. And I was like, oh, this is a fanfic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've written and read this. But also, let us just, yeah, hammer that home once again. Faith Motel Watch still shelling out $18 intervolically. Nobody can offer her a fucking guest room. Yeah, what's going on there? I mean, Joyce is, I think Joyce is right there. If, if, if. Faith and Buffy weren't having gal pal spats left and fucking right. I think probably that Faith would, would be, probably live it. Faith would probably Shit live there. But everybody's working through their sexuality. There's a lot going on. I also yeah. think Faith is just like is like martyred herself, mm. like likes living in the hotel room to be like, oh, my life is so hard. Yeah. Well, she's like, real spotting. I was thank you, Jenny. So. I was hoping. I was hoping that you would get an opportunity to say that. One thank more you time. for your support. Then Buffy's like, while we're listing people, we should invite over for. Don't Christmas you feel? Eve. But here's the thing. Don't you feel like it's like a let me zing you with your yes, secret that's lover? What I'm saying totally yeah, right. They're like, jabbing obviously. each other. Yeah. Why oh, don't you? Why I... don't I invite Faith, that girl that you're just totally friends with, nothing going on there? And Buffy's <laughs> like, oh yeah. Why don't you call Giles, mom? You're right. Exactly. <laughs> that was a fun little dude. And Joyce is like, no. And then when Buffy pushes it, she's like, 
he doesn't want to spend Christmas Eve with a bunch of girls. You know, that because- makes no sense. <laughs> what? Yeah. Because, you know, Christmas Eve, the ho- the holiday where you, like, drink beer and, like, sh- maybe shoot a deer or something. <laughs> like, that's and toss who a pig is skin Giles around. supposed to be spending? He literally has alone. no one. No one. His decorative stairs is what, is that <laughs> where he is spending Christmas. And his, like, girlfriend's dead. Like, it would Come be. Come on. The, like, jo- like, Joyce should invite him of anyone. Right? It would be the coziest Christmas. And it's coziest Mom, Christmas. dad, me, my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so then before we leave the Christmas tree lot, we get a uh, Stranger Things moment. Now, don't say anything too much. I don't know how much you've seen, but we've only watched four episodes so far. I haven't as seen of- any of season two. I'm a bad person. Okay. I've just been rewatching Curb. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. But That'll come a- up later in this episode, yeah. my rewatching of Curb. <laughs> it will, because <laughs> I have a pit tidbit. Um, okay. But yeah, this is like a, the trees are dead. There must be something evil. Mm-hmm. But we don't know that yet. Although, what is with the, what is with the fucking salesman in the Christmas tree? No, lot? I thought that was creepy AF. Do I was you like, want, weird. Do you want one of these? Imagine Bobby was like, yes. I, I want all oh, the dead Kristen, trees. Pack what? them up. Pack all the dead trees into my car. Right. After a lifetime of of Christmas tree buying, you're telling me you've never been offered a cut rate on a tree that you would never... Guys, I've never <laughs> bought a Christmas tree. Could anybody? L'chaim. Uh Listen, I buy. I one of my favorite activities of the entire year is buying a Christmas tree. Do you want to come with us? Do you want to get your first Christmas tree with us? This yes. Year? Wow, a live invitation, an invitation on air. <laughs> wow, yeah, I can't take it back. Yeah, I'm really trying to get adopted. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would love to buy. I've never bought one. How do you know if one's good? I mean, you you know if there's no needles on it whatsoever that you shouldn't buy it. So yeah, that's your first sign. What are the needles? The, the pine needles. Oh, the oh the yeah. pricklies. Yeah, the little pricklies. Okay, um, I'll learn. I'm open. You'll learn. We'll teach you. Anyhow, no, no one has ever offered me a discount on a tree with literally no needles. Okay, on okay, it whatsoever. okay, okay, okay. Anyway, my mom, when I was growing up and we were more Jewish, my mom did say that the Gentiles would make Christmas seem really fun to get you. And I think that <laughs> it's maybe happening this is right what's now. happening. Uh, 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 uh. I don't know what. You're ta- part of talking larger. about. I don't mean mm. to alarm anyone, but my next notes are in all caps. It goes on for a while. I'm just going to read them and see if we all mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about. My all caps notes are Faith is back, white tank, woo, she has plans, big party, what a liar. That's not an erotic novel. I know it sounded like one. It's not. But I just got really, I like, I am full of more excitement for the character of Faith than I have been maybe ever in my life for any character. Because I feel like I've realized my full potential as a queer woman Mm -hmm. and then have (laughs) revisited this character and it's just come together in a particular kind of way for me. She's looking good. She is. Look at She knows about what kind of tank top to wear. Yeah, she's she's got that arm tattoo that's indicative (laughs) of the era. Very. She is truly a terrible liar. Terrible liar. I think she did was terrible lying on purpose. Yeah. And then also... When like uh, I was, she was like, I don't care about Christmas or whatever she was saying. And then I was like, but you got lights up, girl. Right. And then Buffy was like, nice lights. Because Buffy- and then she's like, well, you know, tis the season. Whatever that means, <laughs> it's the season. It means it is the season. <laughs> you got Faith. so mad. Yeah, Jenny exclaimed out loud. It means it is the season when we were watching the episode. I mean, she- I know Faith is supposed to be like really. Blue collar, Southie, mm-hmm. but I can't. But she's very, she's smarter than she wants anybody to think. Mm-hmm. And sure. I just believe that she, Ugh. if she had searched her heart, she would have known that it meant it is the season. Couldn't Buffy have just called her? 
I don't know. Do they not have is phones a, at the is motel? There a phone it, motel? It, it seems she had just called her, then she wouldn't have gotten to like look into her eyes. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's why I'm always the TV like, hmm, around interesting. Or check whether or not she has Christmas lights uh, up. Right, Faith. I got that big patty. <laughs> that was for you, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so, you. So oh then we go to Giles's. We talked my about my favorite this. scene. Yeah, we talked about this for a moment. Uh, well, first of all, Giles looks amazing. Good. Giles? Suspenders down. Yeah, Giles is looking real good in this episode. Crossbow suspender down, Giles is what I wrote. Yeah, I notes. got a case of the Kate Letts. Yeah, for this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. Everything is good. My my initial notes were Angel, Giles, kiss. Just kidding. Torture. <laughs> yeah, because I felt like they were Ooh. so happy to see each other but then I remembered that no. would be such a like what you know I mean I'm not saying it doesn't happen mm-hmm. but oh man what a what a turn you know like if that who's is. your big like Buffy like male male ship like who's the big the, out ship out of all of them yeah like who's <gasps> the ship of like dudes oh, together God. it's Spike and Angel right I don't know Angel's been so dramatic lately but like, but of I all guess time. of all, I guess of all of them. But like when Angel, Xander, like when Angel is, Xander evil. would never be involved in my ship. I don't. Think. <laughs> I don't think that Xander would be permitted in that territory. No, Xander's no, no. not allowed in the ship. I don't know. I've been really into Giles and Angel. I'm not gonna lie. Giles I mean, and Angel is maybe the ship. most age appropriate pairing Angel can <laughs> hope for on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Giles and Giles and Angel. I guess who else would we ship? For, out of no at one. this point in the series, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it might be between it's those just two pairings. And Angel right now oh, versus have... Angel and Spike. I think that's a good contender. Versus Angel and Spike, I think is a good contender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much, you know, brooding and drama. Yeah. Anyway, I my notes say kill him and then deny, deny, deny. <laughs> 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 I also started screaming when they saw each other because it was so uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> you were. Yeah, you really did. You really were. Like, oh, my God, what is happening? But also, like, okay, okay. Are we just rooting to not, for Giles to not immediately kill Angel because why? Because he's good looking? No. Okay, no, that's a strong point. He is very good looking. But also, uh, he cares about Buffy. Buffy cares about him. Sure. We at least don't want him murdered in cold blood while he is in possession of a soul. I think because of the conflict. I know you're over it, Gabby, but I feel like the conflict is who is the real angel and can we kill can we kill the guy with a soul? Like is it the same person or is it not the same person? That's the big debate. Oh, I completely I grew up with an alcoholic father. I completely understand. Uh but I also think at some point but like there's parts later in this episode where you're like it is the same person. Well, yeah, we kind of, well, yeah. I it's mean, it's complicated. This is, it is complicated. It is complicated, which is, you know, it would make it much simpler if Giles just killed him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Him yeah, up yeah. With a dust buster. I um, just think, then if the he, episode would I just be over. think if, da- if he didn't look like David Boreanaz, we would have a easier time being like, fuck that um, guy. Like, the, I think the, it's like because he's handsome and like a handsome white guy that everyone's like, yeah. It's funny. I feel a lot less attachment to Buffy and Angel in this viewing. Like, mm-hmm. my first viewing, I was, like, definitely in. And I imagine right. that most people who watched this when they were younger, I mean, that's, like... You don't know any better. Young people love 
El, uh, Bella and Edward in right. Twilight. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, exactly. Ah. Exactly. But I think a lot of I think a lot of like media relate like TV relationships. Oh, movie relationships. we'll get there at the okay. end of this episode. <laughs> I have some stuff yeah. to say. Well, before we before we move along from this scene, I want to just say, um, oh dear, Jenny Calendar. Mm-hmm. Jenny Calendar is here, and Jenny Calendar now uh, Robia Lamort is mm-hmm. that this mm-hmm. actress's mm-hmm. name? Mm-hmm. I really feel like she excels at. Like, you know, she was fine as Jenny Calendar, but boy, oh boy, does she fucking nail it with creepy corpse Jenny Calendar. Yeah. Because we've seen, we've already seen corpse Jenny Calendar in, in previous episodes, and I just feel like the evil is very palpable. I think I talked about it last time that it reminds me of an American Gods. Um, what's the mm, uh, shadows, shadow's wife? Shadow's dead wife that walks around, which I've, I'm not for American Gods. I've never seen the show, but it, my oh. my image in the like from reading the book. Oh yeah, 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 was very much in line with Jenny Calendar. She looks great. Her outfit is great. Yeah, she looks uh, just like peak '90s hotness. Yeah, that like transparent mesh. Oh, I own that with butterflies and stuff. Oh Hell yeah. yeah, and then like the blue eyeshadow, all of it is lovely. <laughs> Gabby, can you dig up some '90s photos of yourself for us for this uh, for this episode? Oh God! Can we, can we post those on our social really media? Really bad. I had like something like what she was wearing, but it was blue and it had um, butterflies on it, and I was like, "This is the best thing I own. I will wear this every weekend to synagogue." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my next scene note is Titanic. We go to the top. What we call called... Titanic times. Yeah, the Titanic. Um, I want to please. We can't do this episode without giving a shout out to the line that Angel has, which is to this girl who I guess is like uh, one a of maid. the maids. Downton Abbey style. Right. Uh, he his his claim of why she can stay there is they will not notice the absence of a canopy. <laughs> Wait, so what is a canapé? Like exactly. an hors d'oeuvre, I think. Like a, a snack. Oh, my God. Yeah. They will not notice the absence of a canapé. Like, I think that she was she's meant to, like, be bringing out the, the you know, snacks and the food or whatever. But is he calling her a canapé? Right. It's but a she double doesn't entendre. Really... Oh. Okay. It's a Titanic-style double, double entendre. <laughs> so the way he treats that girl, uh, once again, kill him. Yeah. I mean, I wrote down sexual assault angel. Yeah. Uh, no one will believe you. No one will yeah. believe you. You know, and then uh, I have. Oh, do you want to cause a scene? Blah, right. blah, blah. I mean. This is fucked up shit. It's fucked up. It's relevant for right now. Kill him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I vote kill him. Right. And, and. Uh, I, I want to just say one more time, he still has that fucking mustache. You know what it's I mean? It's real bad. If we're going to kill him for anything, also, it could be that mustache. Are we, I feel like. We always hear uh, like lion snarls and roars when vampires are in vamp face, but mm-hmm. for some reason it like really felt very sticky outy in this scene to me. And I'm just wondering, like posing a question to the group, how comfortable are we with a lion sound effect being applied to a vampire? <laughs> Is everybody good with that? I see what you're saying. I see where you're going with this. Yeah. Well, it's. I think they they were like, how can we uh, make it clear that this is an animal, a beast, a beast, a monster, and they were like, they went with the snarl. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, what was cheapest physically? Yeah, <laughs> you know? they yeah. were like right next to the werewolf costume yeah. was like a sound effect maker <laughs> yes. for a yes. lion roar. Yeah, uh, what can party we get? city? Yeah. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. 
Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Before we before we go to what I like to call Inception, um, I just want to take a moment to uh, play the patriarchy jingle for this scene. This is this Please. is about as patriarchal as one can get. It was really awful. Thank you very much for playing that jingle. It it really has a place many times in this episode. I'm going to say that. Yeah. There's a lot of... Just the wording he was using was so... Yeah, really on the nose. And I mean, intentional, I'm sure. It's just, it's very complicated because I feel like... Again, they're setting up this scenario where they're attributing, like, these behaviors to, like, the monster Mm -hmm. side Mm -hmm. uh, and then, like, the redeemable qualities on another side and it's not that clear. And, and, I mean, the show doesn't make it that clear to the show's credit, but it's sticky for us to unpack. The show, I think, is saying you should like him. Yes. The show is for sure saying that. And I got more problems with that later on. Anyway, uh, then yeah. Buffy enters a dream. Yes, Yo, Inception. And so this looks so. I think this looks so great. I think this was. I think they nailed it. Mm-hmm. I think it looked great. The eye contact, the way that she sort of like obviously her style of dress is very different from her surroundings, but also the way that she's just sort of like glowing, like lit to sort of like look kind of incandescent, yeah. and like otherworldly. Totally. Then we go back to the mansion. Um, my first note is creepy Jenny Calendar for the win. I still am really into creepy Jenny Calendar. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I also have Michael Jackson morphing. I just, whenever <laughs> I see this style of thing, I always think of the black and white, yeah. black or oh, white yeah, yeah, video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, Angel is sort of facing all of these people that he's fucked over mm-hmm. as uh, Angel- Angelus or what have you. Um, and one after another, they're sort of saying... 
you're a horrible person. Mm -hmm. You should fucking, you know what you should do? You should do something fucked up again and lose your soul. Right. The, this is the first. We don't first, know what yet. Right. We don't. Yeah. Okay. So we'll wait till we find out. Right now we just see morphing. Oh, then this Here's, is my favorite yes. line. He, she's trying to convince, Buffy's trying to convince Giles that they were, they saw each other in the dream. And she was like, I saw things I couldn't possibly have known about. And I was like, yeah, bitch, that's what a dream is. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Buffy has a lot of faith in her dreams. Well, she has <laughs> prophetic. Guys. I didn't oh, mean to do that. Wow. But, oh. Hey. Nice. Okay. <laughs> could stand a but. little more faith in her dreams. Am I right, ladies? You are right. <laughs> so... Buffy has a history of prophetic dreams as a whole Slayer thing. It's a Slayer legacy. Yeah, yeah, sure. Fine, then say that. Don't be like, I saw stuff I couldn't have known about, which is literally the definition of a dream. We all say (laughs) things in times of duress. Yes. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, why was Xander just creeping in the hallway? Xander is trying to also Why be redeemed a bit in this scene. Oh yeah, right. He's, he, sure. He feels bad for some. For I think because of the holiday spirit is what we're led to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody seems. <laughs> That's gonna I, come back later. I have a question that is unrelated to Xander, but is related to the holiday spirit. Did Giles decorate his office at the library? <laughs> Because there's some tinsel. There's some fucking like. Do you think, like, do you think those are Giles, Giles' choice, or like he came in one morning after the school had been decorated, and then he was like, "I guess." You think they went into the library, know. into Giles' office, and hung no, tinsel? He didn't. He I think he done did it. it. I'm pretty sure he did it. Aww. I'm pretty sure he has a little dusty box underneath the fucking filing oh. cabinet. That says that he's like been Christmas using for like years. Hell he's yeah. just trying to make it festive for the three students that ever yes. spend any time in the library. Yes. Great, no, he's um, making it festive for himself. Well, for himself, <laughs> right? Why is Willow at school? Well, why is that right? Why is everybody why is at school? Why? Literally, Xander must have been standing in the doorway, listening to their conversation, waiting for an opening. Yeah. Do you understand how weird that is? Yeah, it's pretty Xander. But I like, okay, here's what I like about this. Because then they all get together. Like, the Scoobies are there. And we're all like, why are they at school? It's fucking Christmas. But I do feel like, I don't know. I remember when Christmas break would happen in school that, like, there was so you had so much time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you didn't have anything to really do. So I think it's very believable. I was always, like, um, I did theater. So I was in musicals. And we would have, like, winter break rehearsals. And they were some of, like, the best times of my life. Because we would, like, come in our pajamas. Oh, to school. And just be together in a way, like, that you couldn't really be together after school. Mm-hmm. So I felt like there was a little bit of that here. Where it was, like, there's no school. But we're all together. And it's, like, Yeah, and, time. like. Oz isn't around and Xander and Cordelia aren't together anymore mm-hmm. and Angel's having like an existential crisis and it's just like the core group yeah. back together again nice. working on a problem reading books until they fall asleep all over the library <laughs> well before that though I mm-hmm. do want to just say that Buffy does because of winter break Buffy has enough time to give Willow one piece of advice <laughs> she has enough time <laughs> to think about one thing about somebody else. yeah, yeah. No. she's like I was like oh my god they're friends right she actually listened to Willow talk about Oz and Xander and explained Xander will have a piece of you that Oz can't, so you have to put Oz first. And Willow's response was like total shock that Buffy Yeah. She was like, oh, thank this you is so much. The first time in an unprecedented movie. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, Jenny, that everyone falls asleep. You're right. Well, before that, evil Jenny Calendar is like, 
you took more pleasure in it than just to feed to Angel talking about oh, right. uh, about killing. Also, there's like a random dad character who's uh, <laughs> apparently Angel killed his children. Yes, and arranged them yeah. so that, that dad wouldn't know that they were dead until he had to like, go over and check on them. Right. Like, and then he was like, well, as a as a man, like, I was okay. And then she's like, no, you were like a whoring roundabout bad Gad about town, dude. Yes, drunken whoring. And I you were going to die of syphilis. Do, you, do any diseases you have come with you when you become a vampire? Or I don't you're think just so. Cured? No, you're, it, it yeah, burns they just the all go away. away. Cool. Anyway. Yeah. So then, <laughs> I, but I think she was like just saying like you would have. You would died, have. Not like you had syphilis yeah. and then were saved from. Right. right. But, but right, that right, like right. you would have died of it because people died of it back in the day. So seriously, fuck this guy. Like, why do we like him? Is it because he's handsome? Even handsome has a lot to do with it. Like, I honestly, like, if he was not handsome, would we even be hesitating? I think that he, I mean, it's that's a hard question to answer because, like, me right now watching the series, probably I wouldn't be hesitating at being like, eh, fuck this guy. Yeah. But I think that I also had a had decades of, like, being raised on wanting to believe the best in people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right and like angel really angel really plays to that angel is always like i'm trying i'm trying my hardest i'm working my hardest i'm trying to redeem myself i'm yeah. trying to i mean his whole existence is to try to undo all the bad he's done yeah so i do feel like it's hard to just say like i know no it, i know it's i know hard. It's hard. i know i don't know, I don't know. Anyway, then they start fucking in a dream. Then you they, you yelled, they found a way to fuck. They did. I, I yelled <laughs> it and wrote it. They figured it out. Like, I just feel like this is glossed over. And I feel like this is monumental. I know the yeah, dream yeah, ends yeah. badly, but like, you guys hang on to this fucking dream shit and you're good. Yeah, this you is like. You can fuck all day long in your, in your inception dreams, you weirdos, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah, this is some keystone problem solving shit, but. Nobody has time for it. No, nobody has time for it. And they're really Just after a quick dream fuck. Yeah, thank thank totally inappropriate lolling about on the library lolling. carpet. Yeah. In that ends in murder. Broad light daylight. Yeah. And uh, But here's the question. If Angel comes from a wet dream, he loses his soul again. No, because it's not I think it has to be hundred percent real. I think that that's the loophole here, is that it's like great. But he, because I think Angel can like. Hold on. So yes. they could date. Yep. And just do mutual masturbation for the yes. rest of their lives. Yes. 100%. And it would be fine. Yes. No. 100%. No, 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 no. Because there's something about so? them. There's something together. about them being actually together. Oh, like physically in the same Not space? just physically, but like we're dating. We, there's a comfort. Oh, uh, a happiness and a that warmth. you can't feel. Exactly. About them being like, together in yeah, any way. Yeah, that it's like got all, it, like it. it all adds up. I see. I got like how that. Jenny is approaching this as though she has done her dissertation on it. She's like, no, 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 you guys, here's how no, it works. No, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm happy yeah. to have Just an alternative. Consider. I was in with you. I was like, they can do everything but. Yeah. So well, come they'll, on. Be, they'll be fine. There's plenty of things to do. Absolutely. Anyway, when Buffy wakes up, Giles is like, what <laughs> did you dream about? Tell me specifically. And she's <laughs> like, with detail. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I mean, it was just a no need to get sidetracked. Let's uh, give, mm, give me a book to right. research within. <laughs> also, uh, we what we didn't say about the dream is that the dream ends with Angel killing her, killing her, hot. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. And the, <laughs> that's the kind of, then we do we okay? You said you had a bummer thing to say next. Yeah. Was it that? 
You, what was your bummer no, thing? No, my bummer thing was you and I having this discussion over whether um, the evil yes. thing was trying to – so, like, evil Jenny Calendar is like – and Take I, her. Take her. You <laughs> want her. Take her. Take her. And then once you have her, you can be, like it you can be ready like to kill her. Like, it maybe Jenny Calendar wants her. Yeah. Obviously. Like uh, – so I so in, in my mind I was like, oh, she wants him to give into his base urges. She wants him to to rape her, and then once he's lost his soul from doing that, kill her. Right. Because he'll be able to kill her because he doesn't have a soul. And you were like, no. But then it slowly became like, yeah, that is yeah. what was supposed to happen. At first, I disagreed. At first, I was like, no, I think that like the first just wants to make him crazy so that he will he kill, does her. kill her. Yeah. But then at the end, it's very explicitly yeah. Like, there was like a uh, you... like a rapey aspect yeah, to there, it. Yeah. There's some there's some serious rapey shit in this episode because they were like because the first is like, oh well, that's great. Like. Like, you can just, like, have what you want, and then once that happens, it, like, trying to, I mean, in the same way that, like, Angel, like, took pleasure in, like, the making it more agonizing, I think the first is, like, what's the worst thing you yeah. can have happen? Yeah, mm. and that's kind of, like, I feel, and maybe I missed something, but I feel like it was never made 100% clear what the first, like, is the first just after... Buffy dying ultimately and and they and like they like the first wants to take like the most torturous path to that just evil just Just, like wants everything everything bad Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. all right Mm -hmm. Um, some havoc my next note is funny so go on (laughs) no 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 that's that was my that was my one question so yeah what's your next note do we go to Willie's or do you have a note before it's at Willie's it's (laughs) just by based on my viewing of Curb Your Enthusiasm that's been happening lately so I was like why does Willie look so familiar Guys, he's Mocha Joe on Curb. <laughs> I don't watch no Curb. No one watches Curb. Some five no, people, people. people watch that show, no? Uh, they watch it, but it's like from so long ago. Like right. I'm re-watching all of it. Uh, I think like one person will be like, oh, Mocha <laughs> Joe. Uh, but yeah, he's like some actor who's been in a lot of stuff. But I was like, I just saw that guy. And he's like in one episode of Curb. He's great. I don't know how he is great in, actor. in Curb Your Enthusiasm. But... Super funny character actor. Yeah. he's. A, I mean, Willie is such an incredible character. And I feel like at this point, like Willie gets a little like notch of depth in this episode that he hasn't really gotten yet. Like oh, we, yeah. first of all, he's decorated his bar. There's Aww. red and green stir together nice. in the bar thing nice. um and then he has this he has a couple of moments at the end of the scene where like xander xander like puffs his chest like a dingbat mm-hmm. and is like how about i ring that bell for you but is also very aware and is like is that what i'm supposed to do yeah um and willie like see- notices that xander needs some affirmation uh and gives that to xander which i just think is really sweet he's like hey man you did a good job like you you were totally I was really intimidating i was yeah you're on the road to like totally intimidating people and then he says to buffy hey kid merry christmas and it's just it's a nice it's a nice little moment you know yeah. also uh kate we don't have kate Leth, as you probably know because we would have already brought her in for like jenny calendar's mess shirt but uh <laughs> buffy is wearing classic Button down, baby blue. In oh this yeah, scene. Um, mm. and I like to. I actually when there was like a sort of like chest up shot of her, and I was like, oh my god, is that the the slow mo trench coat? Ah, uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> it was not. It's not. She has a lot of baby blue, but in her a lot closet. of it. But it, like the cut of the collar and stuff for some reason. But also, that reminds me of another instant classic Gabby 
done quote from the viewing of this episode, which was, uh, (laughs) why does she have so many trench coats? Why does she dress that way? She is a girl in high school. This is is when she's in her white full length trench. Yeah. I wrote down, why is she dressed like that? She's a teenage girl. She's in like all black with like a like ankle length white like, trench. She just looks Why? Like, my, like she just looks like a, a like a J Crew or yeah, Ann no, Taylor, like Ann Taylor. and fucking like, Taylor. What is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Inspector Gadget. You know, <laughs> yeah. you take your pick. Okay, before before we go too in depth with fucking Buffy's jacket, can we just go to Red Velvet Willow? Also, oh. not to oh, uh, you guys. Yeah, I want to spend time here, but I just want to say that Willow is re- wearing red velvet, and then when we go to the next scene. Buffy and Joyce are also both wearing red velvet. There's like it's Christmas. I mean, oh, yeah. I know. I just I I just want to make sure. But Willow's it. Jewish. Yeah, but right. she doesn't. But J- Willow is Jewish, Guys, but also on a holiday on a spirit mission. mission. So Ugh, a redhead and red velvet chef's kiss. Yeah, right <laughs> I can't even handle it. This scene, huh? Whoa! This That's is like a very. Can I? Can white. I ask? Can I? This is. I've seen this scene many times, right? Of the like person being like, "I would like for you to take my virginity." Mm-hmm. You know, like nine hundred two one zero was all about this shit. Fucking right. Saved by the Bell. I don't even know, but I'm just right. making up shows now. But like, it was like a big trope and like that's not and I'm queer we're all queer so maybe none of us have a good reference point but Mm. I I did not have like a moment where I was like and now is the moment that I would like to give you my body oh no not at all Absolutely not. Did you, did you, Jenny, did you have that moment? Jenny is so disgustedly looking at me right now. <laughs> I'm so not into this. I mean, it's just. No, I'm... nothing like that. I wasn't even dating. It was like some like friend of mine that I had gone to prom with. And then I was like, we had like made out or something. <gasps> oh, no, we like did some other stuff. And then I was like, hey, man, like at some point we could do this for real if you want. And he was like, dope. <laughs> that was like literally the end of like I don't mean to like write Shakespeare here but that yeah, was yeah. literally <laughs> the conversation yeah, yeah. and I was like tight 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 bring a condom right. like it was not like oh. yeah I just I don't know I my my we didn't f- talk like Dawson's Creek if I'm right <laughs> my first girlfriend my first ever girlfriend who is now like my very best friend and who officiated our wedding I'm, I'm that's like, the gay dumping shit Randy heard. yeah Anyway. Dumping Randy's secrets out on the on the public mm. uh, channels here, but like she had before she, before her and I were together, she had a boyfriend, and mm. they had that kind of conversation. Like they were together for so long in high school, and they like talked about if they were ready yet. Ugh. But it's so so. No, I, I mean, know, I'm sorry. I know you should it talk really about happened. it. It's so lovely. It is. I just I never experienced anything like it. It was always just like I guess we're doing a thing. So I also had. Like, I appreciate that a lot. I think it's also, I I had the experience a couple times of, like, presenting the idea to a gentleman. Mm -hmm. Maybe from ages, like, 14 to 17. Presenting the idea to, floating the idea to a gentleman and having him go, I'm not ready. That happened to me. Just like Willow and Oz. Twice. No, but uh, Willow's not, I mean, um, Oz Oz isn't a virgin. virgin, But but the, the two... Two or three times, I was like a guy who I was. I was never wow. like like I like a 
I would be like, oh, what do you think if we? And they would be like, oh, I'm not ready. Like, wow. we're too young. Like, that, yeah. I mean, they were I, nerds. Like, fucking nerds, right. for sure. That's but like, heartwarming. <laughs> that warms was my heart. Interesting. It was an interesting thing. And when I tell people that now, they're like, what? Right? I'm like, dude, I know. Imagine it happening to you three times. You, <laughs> you mentioned <laughs> earlier that November 9th, the day that we're recording this episode, was a particular time for men. And I just think November 9th <laughs> is a great time for us to hear this wonderful story. I know. About some young was, teenage boys being like, I'm not ready for that. It was really interesting. Yeah. And so, like, I understand, like, I relate to Oz's. I get it. Yeah. But also, these were uh, guys who, had, who hadn't. And also, I think there's this thing where it's, like, women are supposed to be the ones who are, like, I want it to be special. And men are, like, oh, I don't care. But, like, their thing, like, all three times, I think, they were, like, no, I just, like, want, I needed my thing to be, like, special. Like, if I'm a guy, as, like, a cis guy being, like, when I lose my virginity, I want it to be special. And I was, like, what? Right, because we aren't told those stories. (laughs) But these these dudes, that's what they wanted. Although, and then, you know, credit to Buffy for telling that story of, like, really having a character. Because, fine, Oz isn't a virgin, but Oz's case is kind of, like, those other times weren't like this. Like, he kind of is saying, like... I want us to be in this relationship and, like, be trusting each other and stuff. Right, right. And So, once again, teenage boys proven to have brains. Yeah. Um, I also, <laughs> like, we're just coming off of The Wish where we met Vamp Willow for the first time. And Vamp Willow was, like, licking Xander's face and Angel's face. Just licking everything. And I just <laughs> want to give a shout-out to Allison Hannigan, who can, like, within the span of one episode go from playing this, like, go from licking things to, like, totally not licking things. Yeah, yeah. It's I, just, like, she's playing two totally, like, she went from, like, so sexy that Kate Leth barely made it fucking through her fashion watch mm-hmm. for that episode to, like, like, nerdy Willow, like, trying to be sexy and playing, like, ridiculous music. I mean, you know, <sighs> whatever. That dress, though. Also, but, yeah. I, this is, I just want to have a quick little speculation. Mm-hmm. What do you think Willow and Oz have done up till now? Uh, I'm going to go light fingering. I think hands. Anyone? I think it's hands, <laughs> all hands, all the time. Hands on penises, hands on. You think on... she's giving him HJs? I do. HJs, HJs. You think there's HJs happening? I do. I do. Uh, I think so. I was like, I was I like, think... when, he, when he turns her down to just be like, she's a light beach. Just like a light. <laughs> some light. I'm not ready for this, but I tell you what I am ready yeah, for. Yeah, right. Like, no, no PNV, but you know what we can do? Yeah. Hit me with one of those pour, HJs, girl. Pour me a glass of Sprite <laughs> on ice. The literal bottle of Sprite on ice in this scene. I hope because everyone knows. Uh... Because later on, they were in bed talking and they've changed clothes. So, yeah. HJ Definitely time. Stuff no, they happening. just got out of their velvet dresses and into their cozy PJs. Oh, to cuddle. To cuddle. For easier talk. access to the fingering. <laughs> this is Jenny. <laughs> We talked about. I'm so sorry. We have like yeah, a young like parents who would listen with their children, and now they've all stopped. It's all over for us. I'm sorry, this is my fault, and they should have known that coming in because this is the type no, of content Jenny, I bring. Jenny literally brought up finger banging in the last episode. You texted That's when me. We texted you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you've really been making appearances in so many oh, episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, off to Joyce and her Yule log. Uh, Angels yo. on top. Angels, a- on top. angels, oh, yeah. no on time top. like Christmas fucking Eve to decorate your 
goddamn yeah. Christmas tree. What's wrong with these as, people? As uh, two people, there's two or three out of three of us to celebrate Christmas in this room. And I'll yeah. tell you when I decorate my tree and it's like the fucking day after Thanksgiving. Really? <laughs> well, no, because they won't live long enough. But it's like December 1st. If I, I can't wait to get my Christmas tree. And the Christmas tree doesn't just stay in the house naked. Heavens no. I don't know anything about this. You do, Well, you're going to know this year when you come with us to get a Christmas tree. Yay! Uh, actually, probably right around the time that this episode airs. Oh, my gonna God. It's going to be when and it's time. <laughs> so they're decorating the tree and then rap a tap tap. Somebody's in rap the door. Rap a tap. Who fucking tap. Who could that be? It's Faith. Oh, it's Faith. my God. Hey. This is... Hey, you you said something to the effect of like this is the most romantic for like this is yeah. the, this is the most romantic relationship on the show. Like this is this like exchange an angel in particular. and Buffy can go suck it. Like this, this is, is like the most tense like yes. teenage like hey Hey. Yeah, whatever. I don't like you, whatever. <laughs> uh, I, I guess that party didn't exist. It's whatever. Don't like, give me shit about it. Buffy's like, glad you came. And Gabby is like, hell yeah. I did say hell yeah. <laughs> Under my breath, like, in like the tone of like Matthew McConaughey and Dazed and Confused. He's like, hell yeah. <laughs> he looked really good. So upset. Uh, Faith also brought presents, one yeah. for Buffy and one for Joyce. She keeps, they're pretty crappy. Yeah, she keeps they're crappy. They're crappy. Uh, what do you think is She's in there? She's nervous. She doesn't want to be vulnerable. Okay, well, so the Great one, question. What the is one it? for Joyce was, a, was long, and skinny. long and skinny, so I'm going to say pencil collection. Or, <laughs> or like shop maybe lifted, a like eyeliner or something. Yeah, a pen, a nice pen. Maybe. The oh. one for Buffy was flat. Looks so like a book, a I book? think. Oh, my I, God, maybe a journal. Maybe a... Oh. Maybe a... I write one entry, then you write the next entry. Literally, there is not a gayer present to get for the girl that you're crushing on than a fucking journal. Here's a book where you can write all your thoughts about me. Right. If you want. And then, like, in six months, I'll be like, so did you use your journal? Yeah. What did you write? Do you want to read me anything from your journal? Or, like, did you ever... Oh, man. Did you ever give (laughs) someone a journal and then, like, you make the little prompts at the top? You know? Ooh, I've had... Right? Like, uh, oh, I it's like a regular journal, but I made it for you special. So it'd be like, today, write about, like, your mom and how much you like, you know, whatever. I don't know. I'm sorry. Write about wow. your mom. That's super sexy, again. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, just to show, like, familiarity, you yeah. know, to yeah, show yeah, that yeah, you, like, yeah. know them and stuff. When anyway. I dated my first girlfriend, who I've now brought up twice in this episode, um, unbeknownst to me, she kept a journal. Mm. Uh, on a computer, because it was right when computers were invented, everyone. And she she typed an entry almost every day of that summer, the first summer that we were together. And she printed it out at the end of the summer, and she gave it to me. And I still <gasps> have it. Oh, my God. I still, what? Yes. Oh, what? My I still God. have it. I will keep it forever. What? I know. We should, like, probably read it. I yes. do not want to yes. read it. Yeah. Live read. That's actually how she got outed to her mom, because her mom read a page, and it was about us having sex. It wasn't even like a page that was like, I have love feelings. It was like, and then we did this and it was great. And her mom read it. Wow. Is your next podcast uh, <laughs> you just reading? We're going to need to rent out the journal. theater at the Ace Motel. Yeah. Everyone is Ace Hotel. Ace Motel. Sorry, Ace, I'm thinking of Faith. <laughs> Ace Hotel. Everyone gets to play a part. Yeah. Reenact the whole journal. Oh my God. Uh, there's probably such embarrassing shit in there. I have to get it out. I had a live journal. I wrote all this stuff too. Uh, anyhow, um, my and Angel shows up in her room, fucking ruining <laughs> everything. Notice. Right? Worst timing. Get out. My girlfriend just 
God, God here. You're all Get twitchy away, and sweaty. Right? Joyce has just offered the girls some nog. <laughs> <laughs> My note on Angel's arrival is Angel, sweaty, sweaty Angel. And then I realized... He has so many fucking shirts on. He can't <laughs> handle it. Like he's literally covered in sweat. He's like, I have not one, not two, but three shirts on. And he throws he's himself dying. out a window. <laughs> Which is the funniest thing. So dramatic. He throws himself out. Like literally, like not even gently, like throws no. himself throws. out the window. But not, but not. Oh, we're breaking up and things are hard and I might murder. <laughs> I have a note about kinky. I, I wrote Jenny Calendar, kinky bitch, because she's like, <laughs> she wants you to touch her. She just loves being there. Even before more that rapey. bitch died, she yeah. loved to be there, being like, so, Angel, what are you going to do? Like, she just <laughs> loves to be involved, you know? Yeah. Uh, he was like, looking at Buffy's neck and, and Jenny Calendar. That's when I was like, see, you're wrong. He's She's trying to get him to like. Yeah assault her yes Ugh. anyway back to the lols of angel throwing his whole vampire body out the window is good you may have to kill him again giles says to buffy merry christmas everybody that's yeah. what might happen. <laughs> um, or he's and, gonna kill himself right and then there's like some more jenny calendar and angel stuff Ugh, she's like she's driving him right mad oh and then i said b- before anyone there's just like, oh, the, the Harbingers, they live where things are dying. And then I yelled, the Christmas tree. <laughs> you were, you pulled a Rose Russo in that moment. You were fully my mom. You were like, I've solved the case. <laughs> I figured it out. Um, right. And Buffy has, so we've already laughed at Buffy's trench coat, but I'd also like to laugh at Buffy's entrance into the Christmas tree lot. Ugh. It is like she storms in at like 100 miles per hour. Because she's just as excited as you were, Gabby. She figured it out. The trays! <laughs> ah, the trays. That coat, it looks ridiculous. Then she punches the ground and drops into a candle lair. You know, she does. <laughs> she barely touches the ground. Yeah. And it's like makes one Buffy-sized hole. Yeah, and then she goes down there and then she sees like a bunch of harbingers and she makes some fun little pun jokes. She does. That's that's what my next thing was. What is Ten it? more minutes. Ten more minutes and then ten more minutes of chanting and then everyone has to go to bed. Yeah. Very, very good. funny. Very good. She kicks over their board game. Yeah, she, <laughs> she does. And then she ah, what's great is that Jenny Calendar has been like really building to a climax. I mean, I know it's like the first, but it's really Jenny Calendar has taken the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. main uh role for the first year. And and I, it gets to a point where you're like, okay, buddy. And Buffy gets to, like, sort of be us in the yeah. scene and say, like... I am the thing the darkness fears. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Buffy's Which like, honestly, all right. same. Same, same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she... Yeah, I like the... What's the line she says? She says, like, all right, I get it. You're evil. You know? Yeah. Like, which is exactly what I was thinking. Like, enough, Jenny right. Calendar. Enough the first. You're being... Just as dramatic as Angel. Everyone is such a drama queen. Yeah. Then she promises that Angel will be dead by sunrise. And then Buffy is like, quip, quip, quip. And then the first is like, ugh, do I have to, do I really have to do this to make a point? Okay, fine, I'll do this huge performance of being like a massive horned demon a out Halloween of nowhere. Bat is what I wrote down. <laughs> like, I wrote CGI bullshit. <laughs> CGI bullshit and dead by sunrise. Yeah, yeah. Great. And so then we go out, I have written Angel so dramatic all the time. 
what what I am and ever shall be. He's just speaking. He's like fully gone into full Shakespeare. He's speaking an iambic pentameter about the sunrise. The weirdest line for me is when he goes, am I a righteous man? (laughs) I think that's the weirdest line for everybody. What is happening? Yeah, there's a lot. It's so dramatic. Then he loses me again, even though I was already lost, when they uh, physically fight each other. Yeah, which no get, no bueno, no bueno. But this, but the series has uh, like really skirted this line many times because it's like because they're like, well, it's not just a girl and a boy; it's like a slayer and a vampire. So it like it receives permissions that other like Gabby's snarling, I'm so upset. snarling in her chair. I get it, I get it. I'm just it's saying, terrible. Like, it's uncom. It's like not portrayed. It's like portrayed to be romantic. That they're yeah. like grappling with each other. He's like holding. She looks terrified. Yes. She looks like a child. She looks so scared. And he's like holding her arms so tight. And he's like, am I a righteous man? And also, and and the thing that makes it worse for me is like, okay, if they were both 17, fine. Once again, he should know better. Yeah, yeah he he's, should. Uh, in that moment, and I was like, this isn't a, a hundred-year-old being, and this – Sarah Michelle Gellar looks like a child. Right. And and the, the, the whole the whole plot line hinges. Like, I wrote down a quote that is not a quote, but could be mm-hmm. – uh, sorry for my vulgar language, everyone. But, like, I want to fuck you so bad that I have to die. Right. Because I literally can't – like, come on. Now, now if you're 17 – then yes, that yes, seems that's true. That totally is what you're a legitimate in your journal. Yes, you, right. you feel it. It's true. But like, come on, man. This but is, he should know better. He should. He should. This is the theme. This is becoming a running theme in this series. At this and point, is uh, we 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 started strong with Angel. We're really petering out on Angel. Well, then yeah. it kind of turns to me, and then I wrote down. I don't know. I guess this is becomes like a very interesting anti-suicide thing. Yeah. Which I, I'm not against. Like, it's interesting that she's kind of like, no, the cowardly thing to do is to die and the the brave thing to do is to fight. And I was right. like, that's interesting. Okay, I can get on board with that. Well, and there's like a lot that you can layer over this. And I actually, I would really love to play this speech that Buffy has, if yeah. that's cool. Strong is fighting. It's hard. And it's painful. And it's every day. It's what we have to do. And we can do it together. But if you're too much of a coward for that, then burn. If I can't convince you that you belong in this world, then I don't know what can. So, because you were just you were just talking about like, okay, well, it was this one thing, but it could also be read as this other thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that this like this moment is very strong because it could be read as a lot of things. It's like yeah. we all have like demons to fight and it's really fucking hard sometimes and it feels overwhelming and it feels like you can't fight that thing inside of you that probably isn't a murderer. But right, like, that's what I mean. That's I know. It's, it's because if you take that out, it becomes this really beautiful scene. But then when you sort of look at the particulars, it becomes a little bit trickier. But I do want to at least give this speech the credit it's due, yeah. I think, when, you know, when you're looking at it as just, like, a motivational speech to, like, keep on fighting and to, like, mm-hmm. not fall into, yes, Jenny? I mean, I think it's a beautiful speech, but the cues that we're seeing in the show don't really indicate that it's having an impact. In fact, nothing seems to have an impact except the Christmas miracle of snow. You're right. You're yeah. right. You're Nothing's right. working, and the then show- it snows, and then everyone's like... Oh, I the know. The show wants us to like Angel and believe, like, it's, it. the show ships them mm-hmm. instead of sort of being like, 
Like we, again, I really think that we only give Angel the passes that we do because he's a good looking white guy. And I will stand on that hill and yeah. die on it. <laughs> and you're, I will wait for the too. sun to kill me. <laughs> because like, again, okay, so it's this like, it's almost like the boyfriend. It reminded me of like in high school when you have that boyfriend who's like, if you if you break up with me, I'll kill myself. Right. You're Because she shouldn't be the only good th- redeeming thing about him. Yes, I agree. Like, so, like, and then if she's like, well, just stay alive. What about for me? That's what you say because you're a teenager. Mm-hmm. But, like, you sh- that you shouldn't be what's keeping someone alive. Yeah. This show, this episode in particular, but it really glorifies the, like, n- notion of, you you being someone's everything exactly like there is mm-hmm. nothing outside of that person yeah which is and, really troublesome and like but also not, like 100 percent the way that any teenager experiences yes 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 totally. she buffy's feelings are, are but there's only one teenager in exactly this dynamic. I mean. like buffy is understandable angel it yeah, should just know better. And also, it's like I literally wrote down, okay, but he is like a bad guy. Like it's so an interesting time. Mm. It's a very interesting time to be doing this episode because there's all these men getting outed as predators, and then they're like, some of them are like, well, I'm gonna go and get evaluated and get treatment, mm-hmm. and I had problems and I had issues and I'm a bad person and I'm so sorry, blah blah. blah. And I'm like, okay, when does the apology tour begin in the next few years? Like, Mel Gibson's in a movie right now. Like, everyone's chill with that. Like, there's, you know. So, like, there's this, like, quote-unquote redemption arc that we extend to white men in particular that is not extended to, like, Janet Jackson showed her nipple by accident on the Super Bowl and her career suffered for years. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, there, and she wasn't extended and she didn't even do anything and she wasn't extended that sort of courtesy that we extend, like, every white dude who, like, Woody Allen, Roman Plain, everyone so like mm-hmm. I just think that there's that angel okay we, we all are supposed to like feel bad for angel and Buffy in this situation but like my mind goes back to like the 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 people he killed in the mansion going you made me look at my dead children I was supposed to get married and you killed me I was just this like woman who worked in a lower position and you took advantage of that and killed me like right. who are those people like right. that's like why are we sympathizing or like caring about fucking angel at this mm-hmm. point like there there's like very I mean fucking Giles's girlfriend right like, it's so weird that, I mean, it, and I maybe the show is giving us, like, this kind of, you know, like, oh, well, it, it's, it maybe it is the thing of, like, the person you love can also be a monster, but, like, I don't know, and it's gray, I don't know, I just was, like, he, they really went very far to show us that he did bad Thing. Right, and not just not... bad. Like, oh, he killed like got like some random. Yes, but like his, he killed his friend. He took advantage of a woman in a lower position and killed her. Mm-hmm. He then they were like went out of their way to be like he also killed children. Mm-hmm. Like there, then why show us all that? Right, right. They really mm-hmm. right because it could have been. I think I could. I, I think it could have been the same storyline had he been a vampire who killed people. Right, but it is really t- they they wanted to like get it to be the like most he dramatic. loved it. Yeah, he was cruel and serial killer about it yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's very complicated it's very yeah. complicated but we have gabby dunn here with us let's <laughs> fucking unpack this shit thank god can i um can i talk about snowfall for a second yeah but then it starts snowing so everything's fine so, so, so it starts snowing let's get let's just 
let's talk about the end of this. Ad. We'll come back because I have other things to say. But like it snows. It snows like three feet in sure. about five minutes. Five <laughs> minutes. minutes. Now, I looked up if it has ever snowed in, in oh, Los Angeles. I know we don't know exactly. What it, it has. And I would like to let you know that the record snowfall in a 24-hour period was in 1949 in January. And that was 0.3 inches. Oh, my God. Point right. three inches. So this you is, said it looked like Brooklyn. This looked like, so Jenny and I, wh- what year was that, Jenny? Do you remember? Like 2012, 2012? Oh, no. Actually, it was 2010. Oh, okay. 2010. So Jenny and I um, were up at my parents' house that December, and this is like the snowpocalypse in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and we saw on the news that there was this huge snowstorm out of nowhere coming to hit Brooklyn, mm-hmm. so we were like, fuck, we got to get back. It was on Christmas Day. We were supposed to be going yes. from like your parents in upstate New York to my parents in Pennsylvania. Yes. We had to call my parents and say, sorry, we can't come because there's going to be this bananas blizzard mm-hmm. that like nobody predicted, so, so we, we like got back to Brooklyn, and all of the plow guys were like on vacation. Nobody the knew. The mayor was, was out, you know, out of town for the holiday. You know, no, there was like no staff. I don't think anything Nobody like this knew. will ever happen again. And well, yeah, because they've like, Cause been they, overcompensating they, ever since. So, yeah. so it just snowed like fucking, I don't know what, like nothing I've ever seen. Like we walked down Fifth Avenue, Fifth in, Avenue Brooklyn. in Brooklyn. Major thoroughfare. There yeah. were buses that had been abandoned, abandoned diagonally the through the intersection. Oh my it was God. just like they so couldn't go any further. It was crazy. I mean, we went to sleep, woke up, the street was not plowed, and then went to sleep again, woke up, and the street was not like it was. <gasps> it was. But it was like nothing we've ever seen. We like that's where they shot this scene. That is where that is where this scene. We also happened to live on the one street in the WB WB lot. Cool. (laughs) Uh, I want to. So before we like really round out the episode, I want to just Gabby talk about a moment of realization that you had. Amazing. (laughs) My favorite part of the episode. Walk us through that. Okay. So it's supposed to be dawn right it's supposed (laughs) to be like like the sunrise the sun is rising so giles awake (laughs) totally awake totally fine uh uh willow and oz completely awake in their pajamas bed undisturbed just awake giving h maybe they were talking yeah 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 then that was fine xander's sleeping then Faith and Joyce awake? Faith and Joyce awake. So what did they do? I yelled, what did they do? So at no point did Faith go home. Did they? Well, Faith is supposed to be like watchdogging for Joyce, and they're probably both really worried about Buffy waiting for her to come home. What did they talk about? I think they played Uno. I think Joyce fed full rundown of what they did for the hours that Buffy was busy. Maybe they watched It's a Wonderful Life on TV and Faith pretended to like hate it and be like, ah, oh, this like old stupid that, movie. That Joyce but just secretly was just like, yes. Yeah, totally. She like war- it warmed her. Her heart grew three sizes that day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Do you think that Joyce just was like, do you want to see the baby albums? And Faith was like, I do. Yes. Oh, and then she yes. just showed her every like Buffy like all through childhood of oh this my God. is the fan And then later Faith is gonna be like, I saw that picture of you when you were dressed up like a clown for Halloween. Right, exactly. And it was really cute. Yeah. She's uh, like, Do you mind if I take this one? And it's just like Buffy in a school play. And she yes. like holds it close to her heart. <laughs> she puts it on the inside pocket of her of leather her, jacket. Yeah. You got Yeah. And it's like Buffy playing uh, Maria in Sound of Music in the fifth grade. Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's good. I yeah. want 
while you were while you were talking about what Joyce and um, Faith did, which is a topic I am extremely interested in, I yeah. was just looking up um, sexual tension award. Yeah. Oh, we do have to give the sexual tension award. But Faith I was like, and Joyce, baby. <laughs> <laughs> is that your is that your contender? I was gonna go again. I know we're gonna have a lot of them, but I just think Faith and Buffy were that moment at the door. It's too much. It's too much, right? Giles and Angel. Giles and Angel, very tense. Yeah, but I I I don't know. My vote is to give the full award to Buffy and Faith again. Ah, is that bad? Okay, yeah, is yeah. That bad? Keep it keep it winning. All right, but I we've... mean it's no Faith and Joyce, but. <laughs> The listeners are going to be really split on this one. Will you play the jingle? Okay, so Buffy and Faith. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's the podcast that you're at. They All won. Right, they won. Fine. They won. Runners up. Be. Joyce and Faith, 100%. Ageism. But. <laughs> wow. Gabby Dunn. Gabby Dunn. a joy. Thanks. The episode ends, by the way, with them walking, holding hands. Yes. So are they back together? Uh, are they? When your uh, shitty dudes. friend gets back together with her shitty ex. Uh, yeah. Right? Faith, you know who's not going to be happy? Faith. Faith. Faith has been warmed with the joys of an older woman. So. <laughs> Gabby. Ah, Gabby going hard for joys and faith. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to say no to it myself. Thank you. No. You guys. What? Anyhow. Sure. Eh, Anyhow, we don't know what's going to become of Angel and uh, Buffy, but they are certainly walking down a four-foot snowy path. <laughs> Holding hands. Holding hands. <sighs> Gabby, yeah. will you tell us where we can find you? I mean, I think most of our listeners know where to find you, but tell tell the new oh, people. Oh, sure. Um, you can find me at Gabby Dunn on Twitter, at Gabby Road on Instagram, uh, YouTube channel is youtube.com slash just between us show. Also, I have a book out now. It's called I Hate Everyone But You. It was a New York Times bestseller, so you should get it. Otherwise, people will be like, why are you so behind the times? I think Jenny and I put it over the top. We bought two <laughs> copies, and I think that's what got it onto the, you know, it Thank was right you. there, and then welcome. we bought our two, and it was, yeah. it's a, like, you know, not to whatever, but fucking, it's a great book. You oh, should get it. Yeah, it's like incredible really representation for uh, queer people, bisexual people, Thanks. and just written, it's just, it's really, really written incredibly. And it's written in like a, the whole book is written in emails and text messages back and forth between the two main characters Mm -hmm. and I have never read anything like that in my reading. Dracula is Dracula itself is an epistolary novel. It's journal entries and letters. Wow. From Stokers? The the one and only Stokers. (laughs) So yeah, um, so if you like vampires, uh, the original vampire story was told similarly to my book. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping it on brand. Thanks. Uh, And uh, I think I have a podcast called Bad with money yes mm-hmm. and um, you just had a short that came out oh yeah 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 I, I did a little short film called love me do it's on the new form um youtube page if you just look up like on youtube like new form love me do it was a short about me and my dad and it was at the austin film festival hell yeah thanks Sick. So much cool shit. Gabby Dunn, just fucking burning it all down. You oh, know? thanks, guys. I got shy here at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. We really pushed it. You were, we were like, what about You're this like thing? And then mom at Thanksgiving, like, tell your aunt and uncle what you did. <laughs> you did a short film? She did a short film. Oh well, where gosh. can I see it? It's on the internet. Nah, it's too much work. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Could be a Long Island conversation yep. in my family. Um, all right. Well, Jenny, why don't you tell them about you? 
Well, hey, I'm Jenny Owen Youngs, and when I'm not watching Buffy and making this podcast, I write songs and record them and play shows and so on. You can learn more about me at JennyOwenYoungs.com slash buffering. And you can also give me a shout on Twitter at Jenny Owen Youngs. I am Kristen Russo, and you can find out more about me and my work with LGBTQ communities and their families over on my website at kristinnoline.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-N-O-E-L-I-N-E. That also happens to be my Twitter handle. So if you want to say hello to me on Twitter, hello. Jenny gets a, what do you get, a shout? Or a holler. A holler. But I would like a proper hello. You can find (laughs) me on Twitter over at kristinnoline as well. Buffering the Vampire Slayer is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at BufferingCast. And you can email us directly at BufferingTheVampireSlayer at gmail.com. Yes, and if you were following us on those social accounts, you would know that over the last couple of weeks, we have been conducting the Sexual Tension Award (laughs) Showdown for Season 1. We did Season 2 with Season 2, and we will do Season 3 when we get to the end of Season 3. But we did not crown a winner from all of the Sexual Attention Award winners in season one. And with the help of Emily, our listener who has spearheaded the entire Sexual Attention Award showdown effort, we have come together as a group to determine who won season one. Who do you think it was? Who else could it be but, but Cordelia, Cordelia and Cordelia. Cordelia? I like that you went with and and I went with on. Uh, potato, potato. Cordelia and Cordelia, we congratulate you both this for your- This very exciting for you. <laughs> extreme effort at sexual attention with yourself. Hooray! Self-love, so important. Amen. And as usual, your trophy is in the mail. This one will take a little bit longer because it's a little bit bigger because it's for the whole season than yes. the regular episodic I'm sexual not, attention awards. I'm not looking forward to getting to the very end of the series. Like, I don't know what we will do. I will cry. But I am looking forward to getting to the end of the series when we crown the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate oh, winner. wow. Right? Across all seven what seasons. What is that trophy going to look like is what I want to know. I don't no. Woo! Anyhow, back to us. If you want to support this work, this we are doing God's work over here. <laughs> Making sure that the world knows that Cordelia on Cordelia Love is celebrated. Hooray! And if you would like to support our work in any way, shape, or form, you can do that over on Patreon. You can go to bufferingthevampireslayer.com, click on Patreon, and you will join our wonderful Patreon community. There's a secret Facebook group. We do Buffy watches. People get songs in advance. There's secret mailbag episodes. There's, you know, voice memos of Buffy It's Cold Outside sung by Kristen and Jenny. It's a great place and a reminder that we will be doing a Buffy watch of Bad Girls on December 9th at 2 p.m. Pacific. You can also support our work by going over and getting yourself some merchandise. Tis the season for gifts, especially gifts that help us smash the patriarchy. So you can go on over and click shop on our website and you'll see all of our wares. Speaking of our wares, we want to remind you that every month we create five handwritten lyric sheets we sell them for $100 a piece, and we uh, mail them to you and donate all of the money at the end of every month to a specific cause. This month, we are donating to New Alternatives. New Alternatives is an organization in New York City. They help LGBTQ homeless youth. Just want to give you an idea of how homelessness affects LGBTQ youth. So LGBTQ plus youth make up 7% of the total youth population. 
But when we're looking at homeless youth, LGBTQ plus youth make up 40% of the homeless population. So this is, I know many of you know this. I mean, this has been an issue for years and years and years. I remember watching a My So-Called Life episode that tackled the issue of homeless LGBTQ youth back in the early 90s. So we are very, very happy to be gathering funds to give to organizations like New Alternatives who are giving meals and support and help to these homeless youth who are homeless because of their sexuality or their gender identity. Uh, So thank you in advance for your support. Uh, Also a really great holiday gift to give somebody a lyric sheet that not only is like, you know, a lyric sheet that's nice and they like, but they also know that the gift supported homeless LGBTQ youth. Yes. While we're on this topic, now we normally don't talk about our song before we play our song, but Jenny and I just wanted to touch base for a moment on amends, the song amends for today. Because when we were writing it, so we talked about the episode. We know what's happened, right? Angel is being taunted by the friend. Buffy is like, hold on. You have to stay strong. And so we knew we were going to write, you know, the song has to be about the episode and it's from Buffy's perspective. But when we were talking, we decided we also wanted to write a song that would lift up people over the holiday season who are split from their families, whether that's because of their sexuality or their gender identity, whether it's because of politics, whether it's because of a combination of many factors. We know that many of you are working on building your chosen family this season, and we know that that can be really difficult. So know as you're listening to this song that we wrote it with you in mind and that so many of us listening to this song and to this podcast together uh, are where you are and have a very, very deep empathy for what you're facing and for what many of us are facing too alongside of you. So uh, sending all of you so much love as we roll over into December. We're so happy to have you all in our lives and to see you all finding each other through this community. Uh, enjoy the song and don't worry once it's over we'll play Buffy It's Cold Outside so that no one has to cry in their car for more than a couple of minutes <laughs> alright let's howl out so we can get to the music yes till next time Ow. Ow. faith enjoys forever <laughs> December, the end of another year. Sometimes it's hard to remember that you belong here. Cause I know the voices outside of yourself are telling you things that aren't true. December I'll be here telling you to So familiar 
It can be hard to let go You're looking for something to fill you What it should be you don't know Look to the people that know who you are We're already waiting for you Warm lights and snowfall to still Head for the home that you choose And keep holding on Holding on Hello, hello, hi. We're still here with you. Okay, we love you. Get yourself. We care um, about you. Tissued. That song is also available for free download for everyone. So if you'd like that song forever, you can get it at bufferingthevampireslayer.com slash amends, and you'll see the free download right there for everyone. And um, now to lift all of our spirits together in fan fiction glory. Hooray! Well, here is the complete version of Buffy, It's Cold Outside. And again, you can find this song and the lyric video that goes along with it that made Heather Hogan take her sweatshirt off and drink a whole glass of water <laughs> at bufferingthevampireslayer.com forward slash tis the season. I really can't stay But Buffy, it's cold outside I've got to go slay But Buffy, it's cold outside This evening has been Was hoping you'd ask so me So nice. I've heard vamp hands are just like My ice. mother, she loves to worry Be, come on, what's your I'll hurry? I'll watch you be pacing the floor Listen to the fireplace so really I'd better scurry Be, come on Please don't hurry. Well, maybe just a half an hour. I'll put more. some leather on while you pull. The neighbors might think. Be there's a big bat out there. Hey, did you just wink? The alleys are dark out there. I wish I knew how. Who knows what monsters prowl? I'll take your steak. Just stay right there. I ought to say no to this. Don't you want to kick the gear What's the sense with gal pals for life? I really can't stay. I think you're patrolled out. Ah, but it's cold outside. Um, Sophie, thanks again for the gifts. Tis the season. Whatever that means. I simply must go. Buffy, it's cold outside. The answer is no. Buffy, it's cold outside. This girl's night has been. How lucky you asked so me. So nice and warm. Look out the window at that storm. Willow will be 
suspicious. Nog is delicious. Angel will be there at the door. Angel is a dramatic boy. Wow, your mind sure is vicious. I don't mean to be malicious. Well, maybe we could train a bit more. Yes, we should train a bit more. I've got to patrol. But Buffy, you'd freeze out there. Say, lend me your coat. It's 60 degrees out there. You've really been grand. Nobody needs a man. But don't you see? Let's smash the patriarchy. There's bound to be talk tomorrow. Have you got leather pants I can buy? At least there will be plenty implied. Now B, we'll be five by five. I really should slay. I think you're patrol now. Ah, but it's cold outside. We have to try to find ways to find peace and art and love and connection in the midst of the chaos of life. So that's life writing. I am so excited to have comic and daily show correspondent Roy Wood Jr. Well, hello. That joke was birthed from my trip to the African-American Smithsonian in DC, which that was the first time I saw something where, all right, on this floor, it's nothing but good news. Mm. We've gone through slavery. We've gone through desegregation and emancipation proclamation and reconstruction but on this floor beyonce michael jordan Issa ray thank you for coming <laughs> come and join us on life writing for more stories like these and the tools writers need to make yourself the hero or heroine of the adventure of your life life writing is available wherever you get your podcasts